This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us again. This is our monthly news ep- news and commentary episode uh, where I present uh, recent news that's been making headlines and seek to give a perspective from the principles that we learned during these podcasts. This uh, particular episode, I'm only going to cr- show two uh, pieces of news. Um, I usually try to include a positive piece of news because I know the news can often be negative. And so uh, I try to include positive, but I usually have about four uh, news items that I try to cover in the short amount of time we have. But today I'm only covering two because I, especially one of the news uh, items, I think I need to hit it home and really hit it hard because it's, it's something that's prevalent in our society, a a very grave uh, injustice and that needs to be dealt with and not just overlooked and constantly brought to our attention as news, but we, we need to actually get serious about it. And our first news item deals with the issue of child pornography and the child pornography epidemic. Uh, we keep talking about the the COVID-19 pandemic, but this is a passing pandemic. But one that doesn't seem to be a passing pandemic is the uh, ongoing uh, use of child pornography where children are are viewed in sexual situations. Uh, and this, my friends, is is just uh, it's a very grave uh, matter, very grave situation that has to be addressed. And I bring this up because once again, in the news this week, over and over, there's been people arrested and imprisoned for downloading child pornography to their computers for producing child pornography. I remember a few years ago, uh, several police coming to my neighbor next door in the apartment complex where I lived, coming to my next door neighbor and hauling off my next door neighbor, a guy that I talked to every day, related to, swap stories with, come to find out he was producing child pornography in his apartment. And I'm just, uh, th- I was confounded by this. But then again, this week in my hometown of Beaverton, there was a man arrested for downloading child pornography and he was charged with um downloading child uh, convicted of several counts of child pornography and corrupting of a child uh and then this week uh Josh Duggar who is a reality TV show his his parents have 20 plus children uh, I believe in Arkansas and they had a reality TV show called I think it was called 20 and counting uh, showed the life of the Duggar family as having this uh, insane amount of kids. But one of the children, the oldest, I believe, Josh, this week, Josh Duggar, 
was convicted of downloading child pornography. And I believe he also was uh, uh, um, shown guilty of, of sexually molesting uh, one of his relatives or something of that nature who was a minor. But he faces massive fines and time in prison. Uh, he's facing 20 years for each count, so more than likely he'll be in prison for the rest of his life. But even as he gets out, if he does get out of prison, the rest of his life will be just messed up. So, uh, but the sad fact is this is not an isolated incident. Weekly, there are more stories of people being arrested for child pornography. What causes this? I believe that this epidemic of child pornography, uh, comes as part of a society that lives for self-gratification. Especially in the Western world, as humans, we just live for self-gratification. Uh, and we see it starts, child pornography, viewing it, downloading it, producing it, whatever, it starts with seeing others as objects of self-gratification. And we do it all the time as humans, whether it is getting upset with a waiter or waitress at a restaurant because they're not working on our schedule or being upset with other drivers. You know, we think that when we're on the freeway, every other driver should be driving in such a way that it makes it easy for us that everybody on the freeway exists for our driving experience. I mean, look at how we purchase cars. We purchase cars with leather seats, seats with seat warmers, cars so we can talk to the car with maps and electronic maps. And why? All for our gratification and comfort. We get upset with others. We want others. We demand that they bend to our timeline. They bend to what we want, and we see them as objects to use for our comfort and gratification. But then some people, for some people, it spills over into using defenseless children, vulnerable children, for that purpose. And this is a very grave injustice that has to be dealt with. But before we get into dealing with this, let's talk about the trauma that the child goes through, because we often don't think of that. But let's just stop for a moment. What trauma do children go through? Uh, in this child pornography or when they're sexually abused, they go through a lifetime of trauma. They have nightmares even up into their adult years, midlife. They have nightmares about the situation. They have sexual issues for life. They have a lack of intimate relationships. They, they struggle to have intimate relationships with people because of this trauma They have a life of fear, anxiety, self-hatred, depression, and on and on. Their lives are destroyed for our self-gratification. And we cannot just go, so how do we deal with it? Well, first of all, we cannot just go after the individuals who get caught. It, It seems to me that we're constantly going after the individuals who are downloading child pornography, and we should, but that's just a step. We've got to take many more steps in this epidemic. We we can't just go after the individuals who get caught. We've got to go after the entire industry 
that's producing it, distributing it. I Look, I am so sick of the free speech argument. I mean, we've got to just, we've got to go after the music industry. I'm tired of these rappers and heavy metal bands and all these musical artists using their art to destroy people and their lyrics. Rappers talking about raping women and gang raping women and all these things. And they keep using the argument, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Hey, listen, freedom of speech has its limits. And the government has a right to shut these people down and to punish them for their evil acts. Freedom of speech should not be a defense in these situations when we're talking about destroying innocent people. So here's what we must do. We've got to go after the root. We've got to seek change in society because this comes from... uh, Child pornography is not an isolated issue unto itself. It comes from a sick society. And we've got to seek change in society by educating and changing the messages of society because the current narrative of society is a messed up narrative. The current narrative of society is that life is about my comfort and my enjoyment. Rather, what we need to be doing is promoting a new narrative, a narrative of working towards the good of humanity and that all of life has value. A new narrative that says there is no separation between us and that there is a God and that we all are made in God's image. You see, in the 1960s, we got rid of God in our society, and now look at the mess we've got. You get rid of the Creator, you're left with a nightmare. But when you, in the narrative society, say there is a Creator, and every person on this planet is made in that Creator's image, and that Creator is a God of love, and beauty, and goodness, and mercy, and justice, and so on. Let me see. I was having a discussion with a friend the other day, and we were talking about how that whatever our view of God is, is how we live our life. I've got a friend who lives his life in constant fear, and he struggles with smoking. And he was, you know, he'll ask me, is smoking a sin? And I just text him back, yeah, I don't really see smoking as a sin. I see it as a bad habit. But then the other night, I get a text from him. He's like, is God going to harm me for smoking? And I said, well, God's not going to harm you. The cigarettes might harm you (laughs) if you keep it up. But then he's asked, is God going to send me to hell for smoking? And I just texted him back this question. I says, what kind of a God do you think the creator is? Is God 
a vengeful, and you see the problem with my friend is he sees God as a vengeful person who separates people and sends people to hell for struggles that people have. Punishment, a God of punishment, a God of wrath. You see, and when you live that way, then you're going to be in constant fear like him. But then you've got other people who see God in his goodness and his beauty and love. And those people have such joy and peace and they act justly towards others. You see, so it's not just about a new narrative in society where uh, there is a creator, but also defining who that creator is uh, makes all the difference in the world. But we've got to change the narrative in society by simply consistently telling the new story of God, creation, and the value of others and the value of life. Once that narrative gets into the consciousness of society, I think then we'll start seeing a change and a turnaround. Now, the next item up for bid, if you're a Price is Right fan, but the next item of news is is uh, is a positive and beautiful thing, and it has to do with astronomy. I love astronomy. I love studying the planets uh, in the universe. By the way, there's not just the planets that spin around our sun. There's many suns in the universe and many uh, galaxies, hundreds of millions of known galaxies in our universe, and there's, even in our own galaxy, the Milky Way, there's other solar systems, other suns with planets spinning around them. There's trillions of planets in our, just in our one galaxy, let alone the hundreds of millions of galaxies. And scientists have discovered rogue planets, uh, planets that uh, aren't spinning around a sun at all. A sun, by the way, is just a star that's got planets spinning around it, right? And and uh, those are called rogue, and there's trillions of those planets they've discovered, and they've even found planets that aren't even in a galaxy. They're just planets out in random places in the universe. I love studying that stuff. It just fascinates me. But here's a new one that there's a story of a massive planet that has been recently discovered. This story comes from News uh, Max by Zoe. Papadakis is the name. And I want to read the story to you and comment on it. It says, Massive planet discovered orbiting a pair of giant stars. Got to get to the story itself. Uh, Scientists have discovered a giant planet said to be 10 times the size of Jupiter orbiting a pair of massive stars. Named B. Centauri, uh, this exoplanet is one of the most massive planets found, according to the to European Southern Observatory, which was cited by NBC News. What makes the discovery even more unique is that it was found in an environment previously thought to be too inhospitable for a planet to form in. Well, isn't that just like God to just make up his own rules? Until now, <laughs> until now, No planets had been spotted around a star more than three times as massive as the sun. So this sun that these, this planet is orbiting around is three times as massive as our sun. 
Now, if you, I encourage you to go online and watch a video of how big the sun is compared, or how big the earth is compared to the sun. Earth is practically non-existent compared to the size of our sun. And they've discovered that this planet, which is 10 times the size of Jupiter, spinning around a sun, orbiting around a sun that is three times as massive as our sun. The observatory wrote in an article, says, until now, no plants had been spotted around a star more than three times as massive as the sun. The observatory wrote in a research article published Wednesday, according to NBC News. The B-type dual star, which is extremely massive and hot, sits at the center of a solar system in the Centaurus constellation. So it's in another constellation. It emits... It emits large amounts of high-energy, ultraviolet, and X-ray radiation, which the observatory explains has a strong impact on the surrounding gas that should work against the planet formation. So apparently God is having fun with this. He's saying, okay, humans, you, you make all your scientific rules, and I'll tell you what, I'll, break, I'll, I'll just feel free to break your scientific rules. So we said... Planets cannot form in these conditions and places in the universe. And God's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just make a massively huge planet right where it's not supposed to be. How's that for all your scientific rules? <clears throat> so I love it. I love it when God plays games with us like that. He's just having fun. Um, it says the study's leader, Marcus Jansen, who is a professor of astronomy at Stockholm University, said that the discovery completely changes the picture about massive stars as planet host, which I love that completely changes the picture. You know, I love it when scientists create all these rules and then when something doesn't fit in rules, we'll just simply have to make a new set of rules. In other words, you really can't trust science. I love it with all these COVID-19 rules and say they're like, we got to trust the science. And every other day, the science keeps changing. Uh, in other words, let's just trust God. He's the real scientist. Beast type stars are generally considered as quite destructive and dangerous environments. So I, it was believed that it should be exceedingly difficult to form large planets around them. The observatory further noted that the planet's orbit is two uh, is 100 times greater than the distance between Jupiter and the sun, making it one of the widest yet discovered. In other words, Jupiter, as we know, is way far away from the sun yet orbiting it. And this planet is 100 times further away from its sun making it one of the widest orbits of a planet around the sun in the universe. This is also very fascinating to me. I'll get to the commentary in a moment. The article goes on to say this large distance from the central pair of stars could be key to the planet's survival. It said Jansen and his team now intend to expand on a survey, which is examining 85 similar stars. We will be attempting to acquire more telescope time for an extended survey, and we are also scanning all the telescope archives after any individual high-mass stars that might have been observed in the past, Jansen explains. Then the article ends with him saying, I think in the field altogether there will be an increased search intensity towards high-mass stars, both for the purpose of detecting planets, but also for characterizing them to find out 
what they are composed of and try to figure out more in detail how they might have been formed. Now, you may be asking, what in the world does this article have to do with social justice? And I would say everything. What this article does and this discovery of this planet does is illustrates our place in the universe. Are you listening to me? <laughs> you got your ears on? Are you tuned in? In the scheme of this universe, you ain't nothing. Okay? Shaquille O'Neal ain't nothing. Michael Jordan ain't nothing. Brad Pitt ain't nothing. The president ain't nothing. You got it? <laughs> David, King David in the Psalms in the Old Testament of the Bible said, I am amazed that God would even pay attention to us in light of the universe. David looked out at the stars and the sun, the moon. He said, with the knowledge of all of this and how big it is, it is amazing that God would even pay attention to us, let alone come and die for us and become one of us. Think about this. An infinite God who said he cannot fit inside this universe became a man 2000 years ago. What's up with that? Think about this. So it illustrates our place in the universe. And while we focus on all the chaos on earth and all the injustices on earth, infinitely more beauty is happening in the universe. See, while we focus on all these problems happening on earth, there's so much going on in the universe that doesn't care less about our problems here on earth. So what this should do, knowing the information from this article I just read, what it should do is cause us to rethink ourselves and understand the bigger picture of what's going on. You see, God has a plan that's infinitely bigger and more important than you paying rent on time, infinitely more important than whether you're getting a raise at work. It's infinitely more important than you buying a home infinitely more important than how your life is going to work out. Cause I'm just going to, here's a news flash since this is the news podcast. Here's a news flash. Your life plan does not really matter in the big scheme of things. And that's okay because it's not your plan or my plan that God's trying to work out. It's his plan and his plan has been going on for trillions and trillions of years. And I've been alive for 49 years. See, that's called perspective. And so when I pray, as Jesus taught me to pray, Jesus said, pray thy will be done on earth as it's being done in heaven. How do I tend to pray? My will be done. Help me get a raise. Help me make more money. Help me pay off my house. Help me pay my bills on time. Help heal me of this disease or my relative of that disease. And the fact is God has a plan that is infinitely bigger than our little things going on here on earth. So when we address homelessness, sex trafficking, 
low worker wages, unjust wages, injustice here, there, and everywhere. When we observe these things in these podcasts, we have to understand that God's got a plan going on that's just a little bit bigger than all of our issues. So when God calls me to serve the homeless or calls me to do these podcasts to inspire you to action, it doesn't make me important that I'm doing this. It just means I'm getting a chance to cooperate with an infinite God that I really don't deserve to get the privilege of working with. But God, in his infinite love, has said, Michael, I know that you're really nothing in the universe, but hey, I still want a relationship with you, and I still want you to work with me, and I want you to do podcasts to inspire and motivate people to action. And I, and I just have to let my jaw hit the ground. Like what this infinite God who has trillions of activities going on in the universe and trillions of planets everywhere. He wants this little guy on this little planet to do something with him. Wow. That's pretty cool. So then justice isn't something I have to create. Justice is not on my shoulders. When I work towards a just society, I'm just getting the joy of cooperating with an infinite God that I haven't earned a right to cooperate with. I haven't earned his love, but for some reason, some ridiculous reason, he wants me to join him in this. So I'm just going to do it while I'm alive and uh, not get too worked up about it. I'm not going to act like the answer is on my shoulders. I'm just going to say, hey, wow, this is cool. In this moment in time, I get to join God and what he's doing in the universe. So I encourage you to just get in line with what God's doing. How do you do that? Through meditation. Every morning and evening, I sit in silence. Now, I just sit in silence, close my eyes, and allow myself to be sucked into the presence of God. And in that is where I'm transformed and where my perspective is seen for what it really is in the bigger scheme of things. So I encourage you to get in line through meditation with the bigger universal and eternal plan of the creator. Well, thank you for joining us. That's it for the news podcast for this month. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to hear your perspective. You're going to hear the email address at the end of this episode. And I want you to email me. I want you to give me your perspective, your thoughts, your questions. If you're confused on something or need help with something, I'm more than willing to help answer your questions and concerns. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you have a blessed day as you create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to common sense on social justice with your host, Michael Davis, a common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus 
through the Blessed Virgin Mary.